Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get your free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com forward slash necessary blackness. There are over 180,000 titles to choose from. You can access it from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz, and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic. Because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Yo, check out the award-winning docuseries Elementary Genocide. This docuseries provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. This docuseries features Dr. Umar Johnson, Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, Killer Mike, David Banner, Professor James Small, Kaba Kamene, and so many other people. Check out Elementary Genocide, the school to prison pipeline, Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, and the latest installment. Elementary Genocide 3, The Academic Holocaust. It's all available now at elementarygenocide.com. Tune in for the drop. I am Dr. Kira Taylor, and when I'm tired of listening to fake news, I will listen to some real news, and I will check into the Necessary Blackness podcast with my friend Raheem Shabazz. Raheem Shabazz is one of my guys from way back, and you're now listening to his show, Necessary Blackness Podcast. Stay tuned. This is a core of Cultivated Roots Media, and I choose to tune in to Necessary Blackness because staying connected to my blackness is very necessary. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> now our feature presentation. Peace and Black Power family, this is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And in this episode, we're going to talk about the midterm election, voter suppression, and what's going on around the country. As many of you know, if you've been following my Twitter, my Instagram, and my Facebook, as well as my YouTube, I have been interviewed by The Guardian, which is a London-based publication. I was also interviewed by the Salon. And I also did a small piece with Greg Palace, who is an investigative reporter and documentary filmmaker. He has done a documentary called The Best Democracy Money Can Buy, The Case of the Stolen Election. Very good documentary, by the way. I had a chance to view it yesterday. But in any event, I was interviewed 
by several different media outlets, publications, radio stations in regards to the situation of voter suppression that is happening all around the world. And that happened to me right here in Atlanta, Georgia. I was also interviewed for a piece on BET called Finding Justice. It's a six-part episode that's executive produced by Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Now, I don't know the air date for that particular piece. I will let you know as it develops. Now, I received a lot of calls from individuals expressing their displeasure in the voting process and the system. And a lot of them say, you know, Raheem, that's why I don't vote when they seen what happened to me. And this is the second time that I actually voted. I voted in 2008 for Barack Obama. I didn't vote for him during his second term because I didn't believe that he spoke to the needs of black America. I didn't vote in the last election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump because I wasn't about to pick the lesser of two evils. I sat that one out. However, with Stacey Abrams, I felt there was a need for me to vote. I watched her campaign very closely, and I was intrigued about a story she told about being a valedictorian and going to the governor's mansion here in Atlanta, and they wasn't allowing her to get in. And I'm going to play the audio of that. But more than that, I like that some of the things she was campaigning on. She talked about the end to mass incarceration in the state of Georgia. She spoke about bail reform, the legalization of marijuana, Medicare, and the need for education to be affordable to everyone. So those was the reasons that I went out and I wanted to vote for her. Now, there was a lot going on about voter suppression, and if you go back to the archives, We actually did an episode on that. Now, when I did that episode, little did I know that my name would be on that voter suppression list. But nothing surprises me knowing that over 340,000 voters' registrations was canceled based on alleged faulty information. And then when you look back, From 2012 to 2016, 1.6 million voters was purged from the list by the Secretary of State, Brian Kemp, who is actually the guardian over the election process and that's in the race to be the governor in Atlanta, which is a conflict of interest, and he should have recused himself. And when that didn't happen, kind of look at it like, you know what? The cards in this deck is stacked. But like anything else, you roll your dice and you gamble with it. So that's essentially what I did. But I want everybody to know that just because I voted, that doesn't mean that I believe voting is going to solve all the problems. Voting is not going to solve all our problems, but it's a process that leads us to solving our problems. We have to do other things. It's just one component. We know that voting don't solve all our problems. All we have to do is look at 
history. And if we look at history, it will tell us five days after President Lyndon Johnson signed the Voters' Rights Act, and this was in uh, 1965, the Watts Rebellion broke out in South Central. We want more than the right to vote. That's right. We want way, way, way more than that. We want an end to mass incarceration. We want affordable housing and health care, funding for small business, and an end to police brutality, as well as reparation for slavery. Yeah, that's right. I went there. I said it. Reparation for slavery. And I know that a lot of black candidates... They don't have that on their agenda and that everything that I ask that we want is something that benefits everybody. But we do have to start speaking to a specific agenda that is specifically for black people. And none of the candidates that I know of is speaking towards that. But like I said, it's a process. So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to play the small clip of Stacey Abrams. And it's a very, it's a very um, touching clip. And, it, and it's very profound and it's very powerful. And then after that, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. And when I come back, I'm going to tell you why democracy is a hypocrisy in America. Stay tuned. This is Necessary Blackness Podcast, and I am your host, Raheem Shabazz. I was proud of myself. I was even more excited because when you're valedictorian in Georgia, you get to go to the governor's mansion. And we walked up to the guard station, and the guard came out, and he looked at us. And he said, this is a private event. You don't belong here. And my dad said, no, no, no. This is my daughter, Stacy. She's one of the valedictorians. But the guard didn't check the checklist that was in his hands. He didn't ask my mom for the invitation she tucked into her purse. Instead, I remember clear as day him looking over my shoulder at the MARTA bus that was pulling away, taking mechanics and domestic workers and nurses and teachers to their daily jobs. And this man looked at that bus with a sneer. And he turned that sneer back to me and my parents and he said, look, I told you this is a private event. You don't belong here. Now, I'm frozen. I just want to just disappear. But my mother has my arm in a death grip. Because <laughs> my parents raised us to know that you don't let somebody tell you who you are. And after a few moments, the gentleman decided to check his checklist and he found my name and he let us inside. But Senator Warren, I tell the story because I don't remember meeting the governor of Georgia. I don't remember meeting my fellow valedictorians. One of the most important days of my life as a teenager all I remember is a man standing in front of the most powerful place in Georgia looking at me and telling me I don't belong. But with you all walking with me, with you voting and lifting yes. up the voice, you know what I mean? I'm going to Necessary Blackness Podcast is independently owned and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. 
Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Hi, this is Kofi Brinkley, a Georgia Independent Insurance Agent. Life insurance is very important for the protection of your family. In these times with the rising cost of living, health care, and burial, life insurance is more important than ever. I'm reminded of a client who assumed that they had enough coverage and found out the hard way when the primary breadwinner lost their job due to illness. Unfortunately, the family wasn't covered appropriately during this illness and the home was lost and a business was closed as a result. A simple life insurance policy could have saved the family the anguish of poverty and loss of income and assets. If you're interested in finding out how to protect your family and your assets for the untimely dread messenger death, please reach out to me on Facebook at KMB Independent Insurance Agency. That's KM as in more, be insurance agency on Facebook. Be sure to like our page. This is Shalee. When I'm not in the gym, I'm checking my son out on his podcast each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Make sure you check out Raheem Shabazz. Yeah, this is Professor Ed Garns, founder of the wonderful From Afros to Shell Toes and Sweet Tea Ethics. When I am not spreading liberation theology throughout my classrooms as an African-centered therapist, I am chilling with my homie, Raheem Shabazz, on the Necessary Blackness Podcast. It's essential. Yo, what's up, y'all? This is the lowrider guru, Thomas T.J. Lofton from Compton, California. When I'm traveling around the world or I'm in the car, I got Necessary Blackness podcast on checking out my man, Ryan Shabazz. Yo, what up? It is the Mohawk and Real Talk and Living Fully Businessfully, Dave Anderson of the Business Fully Podcast. You know me when you see me. You've heard me in these streets. If you haven't, that's just me breathing down your neck. You are listening to the Necessary Blackness podcast with my brother, my homeboy, my main Number one cousin from another oven, my man Ryan Shabazz, man. Get in, get your mind right because it's necessary. This is Siraj, founder of the Man in the Mirror Project, hanging out with Raheem Shabazz all the way from the UK, representing that Necessary Blackness podcast. Peace. This is Zaza Ali. And when I am not studying the science of the universe and the laws of creation, I am listening to the big homie Raheem Shabazz on Necessary Blackness. Make sure you support. Peace. Persons interested in broadcasting a commercial can reach us via email at necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Necessary Blackness is distributed on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and Google Play. We'll also promote your business and product across our various social media networks, reaching over 100,000 people daily. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Arthur Emma Henry here. Whenever I want to get the latest on politics, social life issues facing our black community, I tune in to Necessary Blackness with Raheem Shabazz. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> now our feature presentation. All right, we are back. We are back. This is Necessary Blackness Podcast. And we are talking about voter suppression, the elections, politics and what's going on around the country, and how it directly affects black America. Now, I told you the situation in Georgia. We also have a situation in Florida with Andrew Gillum, and he, the brother came so close, man, and he conceded. However, whenever you give a concession, it's almost like a tradition that is done in election. But it's not legally binding. 
So when the numbers start coming in and his number got up closer, it automatically made it a runoff. So they're going to have a runoff for the governor for the state of Florida. And it looks like Andrew Gillum might take it. Now, here in Atlanta, let me update you with what's going on here. Brian Kemp has resigned, but we know he should have did that a long time ago. And with him resigning, the governor appointed an intern secretary of state, which happens to be a black woman. But remember, all skin folks ain't kin folks. Because if you do your research on this lady, you know, you read about her and they talk about how she's the first African-American woman to serve as a statewide constitutional officer in Georgia's history. However, she is also a part of the organization that the governor, Nathan Deal's wife, Sandra Deal, is co-chairman of. They both sit on this board of the organization. Now, you have to remember that Sandra Deal, who is the governor's wife, is quoted in various media outlets as saying that Stacey Abrams is not fit for the governor's mansion. We have to be mindful and we have to remember what is being said because those are dog whistles that she's not fit to be in the governor's mansion. So we have to be mindful and have to know strategically what is being done here. They would use a black woman so that you can't say that anything was wrong with this election. After he done purged the votes, <laughs> then they hire a black woman where they could say, well, it was fair in the end because, you know, a black woman was ahead of it and I removed myself from it after you already did the damage. So, in other words, what is essentially being done is they're using a black woman to minimize their involvement. And we know that history tells us that our own people will be co-conspirators in our own oppression if it benefits them. So I don't really know too much about this sister other than what I read online. Her name is Robin Critton. Um, but I'm not naive how they use people to accomplish their goals. And I'm almost certain that's the situation um, going on here. However, there's some good things that has been happening around the state. Um, when you look at What's happening in Florida? 1.4 million ex-felons are formerly incarcerated or returning citizens, as I like to call them, are going to be eligible to vote in the next election. Now, the Democrats controlled the House, which is a good thing. And there was a time that the Democrats controlled the House and the Senate under the leadership and command of Barack Obama. And things wasn't too much different than it is now. However, there is hope, though. Lucy Macbeth, the mother of Jordan Davis, and if you don't know, Jordan Davis was Lucy Beth's son, and he was killed in Jacksonville, Florida, by a white supremacist that said he was playing his music too loud. 
She wins Georgia's congressional race for Georgia's 6th district. So that's definitely a win. And there is a lot of other wins that's going on around the country. Um, I've been looking into it, reading up on it. Some of them are substantial. Some of them, you know, we got to see what happens. I think in the state of Michigan... Now, uh, recreational marijuana is legal, but I'm looking forward to this runoff, and I want to see how this plays out, because this is a pivotal moment in history, because people don't believe it, or realize it, or know it or not, that if Stacey Abrams lose and does not become the governor of Georgia, it's really going to leave a bad taste in voters' mouth because we use the democratic process and we went out there and we stood in long lines in order for us to vote. But just as Asada Shakur told us, nobody in history has gotten their freedom by appealing to the moral senses of the people oppressing them. So the voting process, if it's done right, it can be a tool that is used to aid us in our liberation. But when you have Racist, white supremacists, and oligarchs who want to maintain the social order of America where the rich get rich and the poor remains poor, and they're using these underhanded tactics, then we have to do something different. So for everybody that says you have to go out and vote, remember our ancestors died for the right to vote, but we went out and vote, and you see what the results are. So I think right now, whether she wins or lose, We need to be concerned about who is going to be the next Secretary of State. Now, they have an interim Secretary of State that is there until one is elected. We need to put in office someone that's going to be fair, someone that is not going to rig the vote. That's more important than anything because there's other elections that's going to come up. And if we can't get that process right, then it makes no sense in voting because the same thing is going to be done over and over and over again. I'm going to continue to follow this election very closely. So you can go to our website, elementarygenocide.com forward slash blog, and you can see the updates as it happened. Also, you can go to that website and donate. If you rock with us and you've been rocking with us for the last what I want to say, two years or close to two years for the Necessary Blackness podcast, make sure you give us a donation and you show your support because we are independently owned and we independently operated. And also, we have the Necessary Blackness podcast t-shirts available. And 100% of those proceeds goes to making sure that each and every Wednesday, that we bring you the unadulterated truth of what is happening in black America. We're also on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on Google Play, we're on Spreaker. So we all over the web, just put in Necessary Blackness Podcast in your search engine. And if you don't already have Elementary Genocide 1, 2, and 3, make sure you go out and purchase that. You can get it right off the website. As you know, Black Friday is coming up. We're going to have some specials. 
We got some Kwanzaa t-shirts we're going to be releasing real soon. We have the Malcolm X t-shirt. That's one of our hottest selling t-shirts. We just restocked those. So make sure you stay tuned to my Instagram. Make sure you stay tuned to my Facebook. Make sure you stay tuned to our YouTube page. And everything is at Raheem Shabazz. So that's it for me for this week. I will see you next week. Same time, same place. Necessary Blackness Podcast. And I'm your host, Raheem Shabazz. Peace. Necessary Blackness Podcast don't accept sponsorship from third-party corporations or influencers. We are supported by the people. If you are an avid listener of the podcast, consider donating to our cause. Go to elementarygenocide.com and click on the donation link. Elementary Genocide provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. Visit our website at www.elementarygenocide.com. Now available, Elementary Genocide, the school to prison pipeline. Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration. And the newest release, Elementary Genocide 3, Academic Holocaust. Log on today to purchase your very own three-set docuseries.